0: Welcome to the podcast. Let the prophets speak. Today we are studying the prophet Ezekiel, the Navi Yecheskel, chapter twenty-eight. This chapter is uh, the fourth chapter in the series on prophecies to the nations, to the other nations. They're not addressed to Israel directly, but to their surrounding nations. It is the third chapter in which Ezekiel turns his attention to the nation of Tyre, the nation of Tzur in Hebrew. Tzor. The issue, I mean, the issues that he's discussed with Tzor in the first chapter, he criticized Tzor for their gloating over the downfall of Israel. In the second chapter, uh, the prophet gave us a very vivid description of the commerce and the central uh, place the uh, nation of Tyre had in the international commerce of the time, and the understanding that all of their wealth and all of their greatness. And all of their wonderful buildings and knowledge and everything they had accumulated was accumulated through their interactions with others and because they did not recognize and they did not give credit where credit was due they did not understand that it wasn't them that was so great on their own but they owed their greatness to all of the nations around them and they reached that level of haughtiness therefore they were going to be destroyed and lose that central position of greatness that they had which did happen at the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the hands of the king of Babylon, when he came and destroyed all of the nations of the area, or, or destroyed or took control of and, uh, all the nations of the area, and subdued Tyre. Now in this chapter, the prophet is going to turn his wrath and fury against the king of Tyre himself. So if the city of Tyre was haughty and arrogant, then the haughtiest and ar- most arrogant among them was the king. The king was guilty of the most hubris, thinking that all of his wealth made him so great, and then going beyond that to make himself into a god, to to make himself into a godly figure. This is crucial because this is one of the primary messages of the prophets in a time when kings typically considered themselves god and had the people treat them as if they were gods. And it's interesting that we'll find soon in this chapter the mention of Daniel, the mention of Daniel, who was well known in the time, and he, by this time he had already been promoted in the Babylonian kingdom by Nebuchadnezzar. And from the book of Daniel that we did study together a little bit ago, um, we learned of the story where Nebuchadnezzar made a statue representing himself and asked people to bow down to him, and then Daniel and his, and his uh, um, friends refused to bow down to the statue, and Daniel conveyed the message that, that it is not the king who is the God, but it is the only God who is God, and the king is a human being who is also subject to God's rules. This is why we will find mention of Daniel in this chapter, and let's, we'll get there in just a moment. So let's start. To, uh, chapter 28, verse 1. By he the word of God to me was as follows. Ben Adam, human being. Amorlin Agidsor, say to the prince or the head of Tyre, so says the Lord God, Yan because you have been so arrogant, Batomer Ela, and you have said I am a god, Yoshavti, I sit in, on a throne of, of God, Belaviamim in the heart of the seas you know, because Tyre was an island, but no, you are not a god. You are just a human being below El. You are not a god. But nonetheless, you made your heart as if you are the, the heart of a, of a god. That's how you made yourself feel. Are you smarter than Daniel? in As if you don't, uh, hidden things are not are not hidden from you. In other words, you think you're so smart that you know everything, even the hidden secrets. Daniel has already taught us that this is not the approach of a king. This is not how a king should feel, but a king needs to understand that he is subservient to God just like everyone else. You think that it was in your wisdom and in your understanding that you've made all this wealth. And that you have... Uh, collected all of this silver and gold in your treasuries. You think that it was by your great intelligence that you've done all this trade and commerce and you've increased your wealth by and your heart became arrogant because of your wealth. So says the Lord God. Because you have made your heart as if it's the heart of a God, because you thought of yourself as if you're a God. I am going to bring upon you strangers. goyim. Uh, uh, ruthless and and dangerous nations and they will unleash their swords on the beauty of your wisdom what you think is so great and they will strike down all of the the this the, I see the translation all of the splendor that you think is so great they will take you down to the ground to below the ground and you are going to die the the the, the death of people slaughtered in the heart of the seas. tomorrow, Should you say that I am a God? In front of the people who are coming to kill you? Are you going to say that to them? All of a sudden, you're not going to be such a God anymore. No, you're just a human being below El. You're not a God. Once you get into the hands of those that are going to destroy you, you'll see who you really are. Um, you are going to die the death of strangers in the hands of strangers. Kianidi Bharti because I spoke this madonai so says the Lord God by By the way, I want to mention that archaeologically uh, we know, and historically we know the king of Tyre eventually um, we don't know his fate at the end of the siege of Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians against Tyre, but he did seem to disappear from history. so presumably he was probably killed. Oh, uh, because uh, we know that, he, that, uh, that the king that took over Tyre after they became a vassal state to Babylon was not the king that was sitting at the time when Ezekiel said this prophecy. Ben Adam, human being, God says, this is verse 12, Sokina, you know, I want you to lament al over the king of Tyre. Here it's interesting again, we see God asking Ezekiel to lament his demise. Which is unusual. I mean, he was an enemy, but and he wasn't a great guy. We just saw he was he was so arrogant. But God still asks him to lament his death, because God still this is not the result that he wanted. Tyre was a big, beautiful country. It did um, help uh, um, build up commerce and supply many people with goods and services and everything. God doesn't want it to end this way, but because of arrogance, it did. So God still wants uh, Ezekiel to. Say a lament. be a Amar and I want you to say regarding Him. Ko Amar So says the Lord God. Atacho, same Tachnes. You were the sea, the perfect seal. Malechachma. You were full of wisdom. Uchlil Yofi, and you were you were the um perfect in beauty. Be Eden Gan Elohim. You lived in the in the Eden in the Garden of Eden of God. Kolaven Yikaram Secha. Every valuable, precious stone was would decorate you. Odim pitedav these are names of beautiful stones. Tarshish shoham These are other psalms. Sapir These are lapis lazuli, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald, and gold. tupecha. The the, um, the 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 gold was the work of those that. That, that shaped it and formed it for you and they dug it out for, from the ground for you, mined it for you. They were all um, prepared for you in the day that you became a country. I made you beautiful like a cherub. This is so unusual that God is giving such incredible praises of beauty to, to uh, a foreign king. But the point is, is that he was, and, and Tyre had the potential to be, and did at certain times in history, be a tremendous um, force for good in the world. You are a cherub, mimishach with who, uh, who, is, um, who has outstretched its, its wings that cover, because if you think of the cherubs over the tabernacle, over the ark, uh, uh, of the covenant you think of the the cherub's wings covering so the wings are stretched out to cover over Kodesh Elohim i put you on the uh, on the mountaintop kodesh holimoyisa you are on God's holy mountain this is unusual because these metaphors are typically used to describe Jerusalem but here God is using these metaphors to describe another city and this just goes to show that a city like Tyre could also be Kodesh could also be holy if they got the message and if they used their force for good. ne'eshes You walked among stones of fire, meaning you were powerful and strong and you were able to withstand anything. Tamim You were perfect in your ways. From the day you were created. In other words, from the day you were created, you also had the potential to be perfect. Ad nim Until... Your sin was found in you. In other words, you also started off with so much potential. You were perfect, but you ended up messing it up yourself. (inaudible) Because of all of your commerce. (inaudible) What happened? You ended up with oppression and lawlessness and greed within your city. (inaudible) Therefore, I am going to tear you down from the mountain of God that you could have and should have and at some time maybe was on. And you, that that cherub that had those outstretched wings, I am going to destroy you. From among those stones of fire that you used to be strong enough to walk through, but no longer. It was because of your beauty you became haughty and arrogant. You wrecked and ruined your wisdom, and uh, uh, because of your beauty. In other words, your 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 um material wealth and your material greatness caused you to destroy and and wreck the wisdom that you had I have thrown you to the ground I have put you in front of other kings so that they can stare at you and see that you're just a nobody it's because of the the, the immense amount of your sins because your 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 trading turned into dishonest trading Therefore, you have defiled your holy place in other words that it indeed was holy. The commerce and trade that they created around the world was wonderful, but once it turned to greed, to cheating, to dishonesty, to oppressing the poor, then it to arrogance, then it became a source of your destruction. I'm going to take out fire from you, and that fire will consume you. The fire from within you will consume you. The greed itself will consume you. I'll make you as ashes on the ground, in front of all those who see you. All of the nations that know you will be appalled at your destruction. So You have become a a, a a horrible thing to see in and you will never be forever again that's the end of the prophecies of Tyre there's a short prophecy now when he turns to Sidon or Sidon which is a city very close to Tyre. it's a little bit to the south of Tyre also in modern day Lebanon just to the north of Israel, pretty much the northern border of Israel but it was part it was this different nation it was not Israel had a similar, Relationship with Israel over the years, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But now we're going to see, hear the prophecy that Ezekiel says to Tzidon. By Hidra Adonai the word of God to me was as follows Ben Adam, human being, Sim panecha turn your face towards Sidon, uh, and I want you to know, look at sidon and i want you to prophesy towards her Via this is what you should say so says the lord god i am coming against you sidon i will become honored within you and you will know and it will be known that I am the Lord God when I take judgment against you and that makes my name holy among you. I am going to inst- I'm going to uh, let loose um, or send among you pestilence, a uh, plague, and blood, in other words, death, into the, the, the markets and streets of Sidon. People uh, will die among the streets because there will be sword taken against her and they will know that I am the Lord God and, and he didn't start this way exactly the same as the other nations and say what the sin was but we do get a hint of what the Sidon did wrong and no longer will Sidon be as an a, a Silon is a um, is a, a prickly thorn and, and, a, um, and a, uh, a painful uh, uh, poking. Like, in other words, because the people of Sidon apparently were, were a, a source of, of pain and a source of suffering to the nation of Israel. So instead of being their ally, instead of helping, they caused trouble, they attacked, they, there was obviously wars going on. And so the the, the Ezekiel comparing them to a thorny bush that just constantly poking. Mikol svivo from all around. Remember, because they were the immediate neighbor to the north of Israel. Hashatim big that they the the they despise them. and now they will know ki that I am the Lord God. In the end, the last couple of verses of this chapter is still being directed towards the nations, but God is informing the nations, the, those nations, almost all of the prophecies ended that you will not come back, you will not exist. Because those other nations will not ever learn their lesson. However, the the, the ultimate lesson that they're going to learn, the message of the true God is when they see that those that do eventually learn the lesson. The people of Judah who Ezekiel has taught us and the other prophets have taught us will be destroyed, will go into exile, but they will, when in exile, eventually come back to God. They will eventually come back and learn the lesson to teach the rest of the world. The ultimate end will be when the people of Israel come back. This is verse 25. says the Lord God, when I gather the house of Israel from all of the nations that they were scattered among them, and through them I will become holy in the eyes of all the nations. In other words, all the nations will look at them and learn the same lessons and be part of that same redemption. And the people of Israel will come back to their land that I gave to my servant Jacob, and then when that happens, and they will reside on that land forever in security, and they will build houses, and they will plant vineyards, and they will reside there in a secure way, and I will take judgment against all of those that loathe them and hate them from around them, And then they will know, they and all the nations around them will know that I am the Lord God. Remember the Nikdash Dibam is that God's name will become holy because of the way the Jews are behaving when they are in their land. That closeness that they have to God is going to be a lesson for the whole world to learn the truth of the lesson of God against the type of arrogance that was described when Ezekiel criticized the king of Tyre. Thank you so much for studying chapter 28. Looking forward to studying chapter 29 and the rest of the book of Ezekiel together.